0: Love Talk Radio. Okay, welcome to Live Deliverance in that radio. We got Evangelist Janice Taylor. No more talking for me. I'm gonna turn this mic over to her for one hour and fifty nine minutes, whatever time she needs. God bless and you got the mic, Sister Taylor. All right, Apostle, thank you again. Well you yes, ma'am. all know how hallelujah that I never began a broadcast without blowing the show far. So I'm gonna blow this shofar right now. And then we're going to get started. Because the spirit of the Lord says, blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm. What are we sounding the alarm for? To wake up the sleeping church. Wake up the mighty men of God. The spirit of the Lord is saying, arise, shine, church, for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. It's time to get up wake up, and be about our Father's business. So here we go. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the church tonight. Wake up, church. Wake up, church. Wake up. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Our message on tonight is resurrection power, resurrection power. And our scripture comes from Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, and then from Philippians 3 and 10. So those of you that have your Bibles and are tuned in, uh, get ready. Let me make this uh, housekeeping announcement. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor. Coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International, our website address is www.wallsofiredeliverance.com. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina. The zip code is 27. Uh, Our phone number is 336-575-0206. Our email address is jet245 at msn.com. Again, that's J-E-T, all lowercase, 245 at msn.com. Uh, If you want to send a donation to this ministry, you want to sow into Walls of Fire, you can do so by going on PayPal, using the email address, or through Zelle. So uh, we just thank God for each and every one of you tonight. Let's go now to the scripture, uh, Acts 1 and verse 8. And this is what it says But ye shall receive Power After the Holy Ghost Is come upon you And ye shall be Witnesses unto me Both in Jerusalem And in all Judea And in Samaria And Unto the uttermost Part of the earth. I want to read that again. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. This is Jesus speaking. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Our second scripture is found in Philippians 3 and 10. And it says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. So we're going to, um, now that was the Apostle Paul speaking. Paul wanted to know the Lord. You see, Paul was one who came uh, on the scene after the uh, crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But Paul was an apostle because he met Christ on the road to Damascus. And he knew who Jesus was. And the Lord knocked him off his beast, and he saw a bright light. And Paul said, who art thou, Lord? And then he said, "Uh, what would you have me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do? So when Paul received his sight and received instructions, Paul said his greatest desire was that he might know him and the power of his resurrection. And I want to talk about this tonight. I want to talk about resurrection power. You see, here in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, the Bible says, Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. It amazes me how there are so many churches today trying to function as the church without the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, we can't do nothing without the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, And John 15 and 5, without me, ye can do nothing. And so it amazes me how we put on programs. We have preaching. We have all all of this, you know, lights and camera and action. We got the big screen TVs. They bringing in smoke machines. And um, all the stage is set. They got a preacher, uh, and and they got a worshiper. they shouting. The people are dancing all around the church. But there is no power, no power, because the Holy Ghost is not present in many of these churches. I have been to many of these dead churches, and there is no power in them. Glory be to God. Now, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, the Scriptures declare: if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Power of the Holy Spirit creates new men and new women. You see, on the day of of the church or uh, let me say the church was birthed on the day of Pentecost and the disciples came under new management. Everything becomes new. You get a new heart, a new mind, a new spirit, everything. Now, the Holy Ghost does spiritual surgery on the people of God, taking out the old stony heart and gives us a heart of flesh. So when the church gets filled with resurrection power, there will be a tremendous shaking. The Holy Ghost will shake out everything that can be shaken so that only that which cannot be shaken can remain. Out with the old man and end with the new. God gives us resurrection power to make us new. And then and only then can God use us. So we see churches today having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. They're teaching uh, erroneously that the people who have been saved under their ministry Received everything all in one, and that may uh, 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 have happened with some people. But every instance that I found where the baptism of the Holy Ghost came, it was separate. It was separate. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, "You must be born again." And Nicodemus was he was perplexed. He, being an educated man having a a doctorate in uh, 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 the the study of the scriptures, he said, can I enter into my mother's womb again? You see, Nicodemus did not have the Holy Spirit, so he couldn't understand spiritual things. And this is what the Bible teaches us. It says the carnal mind is enmity with God. It cannot understand uh, 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 spiritual things. It does not embrace them. As a matter of fact, most churches today are rejecting the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they are not Spirit-filled churches. Glory be to God. And so what is happening is that you have the blind leading the blind. Where there's no Holy Ghost power, we have no power to do anything. Now, I want to um, talk to you for a minute, uh, about what Jesus, he gave the Holy Ghost and the reason uh, that the Holy Ghost was sent. We're going to turn to Mark. We're going to turn to Mark chapter 16, and we're going to look at some verses that uh, tell us why we need the Holy Ghost. All right, let's go. He said, Mark chapter 16, and we're going to start at the 15th verse. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is Jesus talking to his disciples before he ascended. And he said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, Shall they cast out devils? See, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can't cast out no devils. That's why we don't see no devils being cast out of people in the house of God. People are coming to church, jumping and shouting and running around the church and cutting cartwheels, but they're going back home the same way they came. If they came in there oppressed, they're going back home oppressed. If they came in there downtrodden, they're going back home downtrodden. If they came in there uh, 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 with a problem, they're going back home to face that same problem. But Jesus said, these shall follow them that believe. He said, in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and if any deadly thing, uh, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. These are some of the things that the church is supposed to be doing. When is the last time you went to church and saw somebody get delivered? When did you see, when is the last time you saw the man or woman of God Cast out a devil in the church. Just cast out an unclean spirit in the church. When is the last time? You don't see that no more. Very few churches do this, and it is because they have no power. Pastors ain't got no power. The, the deacons ain't got no power. The members ain't got no power. It's a dead church. And I always say that dead people need to be buried in the cemetery. So many people got doctorates and they got these PhDs because they went to seminary. But you need the Holy Ghost because without the Holy Ghost, you going to seminary is just, as, is just like you went to the cemetery. And that's where many of them need to go. We need this resurrection power Now We must receive Resurrection power If we are going to be Effective witnesses For Jesus Christ You see Jesus He made this thing plain He said after That the Holy Ghost is come upon you You shall receive power Power To tread on serpents and scorpions Power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. It amazes me how so many people in the body of Christ are terribly fearful, just full of fear, full of fear. If you have the Holy Ghost living in you, what have you to fear? What reason do you have to fear? especially when you got the spirit of the living God living inside of you. We have no reason to be afraid, but yet we see pastors afraid, we see preachers afraid, we see deacons afraid, so therefore the members are definitely going to be afraid. And this, is, this spirit of fear is not from God, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of soundness. So we need to walk in this resurrection power that Christ has given to the church. Glory be to God. You see, um, we have to have this resurrection power if we are going to be an effective witness for Jesus Christ. Now, what is a witness? A witness is one who testifies to what he has heard or seen. He was an eyewitness to a particular event and he testifies to that event. But if you have not seen uh, the dead raised, if you have not witnessed it, if you have not side of town to tell nobody about Jesus. Why? Because they're too comfortable on the padded pews, and they too scared to go out there. You know, I, I remember when I was growing up in the body of Christ, and uh, I was always ready to go. I was just ready to go. Let's go tell somebody about Jesus. Let's go do what the scripture said. But the people kept telling me, uh, the church members, kept telling me, uh, we got to use wisdom. We got to use wisdom. Uh, we can't go unless we got this. We can't go unless we got that. And I was like, what? what is stopping us? Greater is he that is within us than he that's in the world. So um, they kept talking about how they were going on foreign soil, foreign field soil, and they were going to foreign countries to tell people about Jesus. And I kept saying, I, I didn't see how that was going to happen because they wouldn't even go across town. They wouldn't even go to the project. They wouldn't go to the ghetto. They wouldn't go across town to tell those people about Jesus who speak the same language that they speak. So how are you going to go on foreign soil to tell people about Jesus and you don't even speak their language? I couldn't understand that. They were so full of fear. So I, 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 I said, well, let's go down to the jail. Let's go to the prison. They didn't want to do any of that. They said, Oh, you don't know what kind of people those are. What do you mean I don't know what kind of people those are? I used to be one of those people. I was a sinner saved by grace. I got saved in the Forsyth County Jail. I, I, I was strung out on crack cocaine for more than 13 years of my life. I was in and out of jail, in and out of prison. I have been raped repeatedly, robbed, stabbed, and left for dead in an alley. But God saved a miserable wretch like me. Hallelujah. He put his word inside of me. He put his spirit inside of me. And then he told me, go and preach my word. So what do you mean I don't know what kind of people those are? Those people have souls, and they need to be saved, just like all of us once did. We all were sinners. And we needed a Savior, and his name is Jesus. For the scripture said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, I inserted my name right there, Janet, whosoever uh, believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. So when it came to uh, me being afraid, I was never afraid because I came out the streets. I didn't get saved in church. I got saved in the Forsyth County Jail, uh, in the basement of the jail, while I was doing the jail's laundry, folding sheets and towels. The Lord came to me in the jail. He made a house call, and I got saved right there on the spot. And I'm going to tell you something. I have never looked back. That was 28 years ago. There were some girls working with me down in that laundry room, and they bet against me. Because I'm telling you, there was such a, an explosion that took place down in that basement that day when I got saved. I didn't plan to get saved. I wasn't expecting to get saved. But the Lord showed up, and he showed out. And so these women, they uh, they bet against me. They say, we give her two weeks, and she'll be back on crack. They say, we give her two weeks, and she'll be back prostituted. They say, we give her two weeks, and she'll be back back in jail. Glory be to God. It has been 28 years. Glory be to God. And those women are still holding their best. Why? Because the one that lives in me, hallelujah, has kept me all these years. I have been redeemed it looks good on the screen, uh, everybody. You know, I, I, I don't understand how you can go to church uh, Sunday after Sunday and, and still nothing is happening in your life. Nothing is changing. Uh, 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 you just go in the church. And uh, unfortunately, there are some religious people. But I would not sit up in a church where there is no power because I know what God uh, delivered me from. I know what God brought me out of. Glory be to God, and I got to be where the where the word is going for the pure, unadulterated word, and I got to be somewhere where there is power. Glory be to God, because even though I have been saved for 28 years old, I'm not exempt from attack. The enemy attacks preachers, he attacks deacons, he attacks the people of God, but we have to have the power of the Holy Ghost, you can't rebuke Satan if you ain't got no power. You ain't got no power. You have no authority. And see, that's what the power is. The power is the exousia, which is the authority, but it's also the dunamis, which is the uh, dynamite. That's what we get the word dynamite from. So you got to have the exousia, you got to have the authority to, to rebuke that devil And uh, the Bible says, this the devil, and he will flee. And then you've got to have the dynamite, in other words, to explode and to blow up the plots and plans of the enemy. Glory be to God. And see, when you are in a church where there is no authority and there is no uh, 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 power, you might as well run for your life. Glory be to God. I, I wouldn't sit there and go down with the ship. I just would not. Glory be to God. So we need this fire. We need the resurrection power, which is the fire. We must seek after the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it is the resurrection power of God. And the fire is not just for me and you. You see, when there's fire on the altar, you can't say the same, glory be to God. So what has happened is because there's no fire on the altar, what the people are doing, uh, 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 many of these ministries, they're just getting rid of the altar. No more altar calls. People are not coming to the altar anymore. And you know what? When they join the church, they're not getting saved anymore. They're just joining the church. it no power in that. Joining the church like it's a social club. Ain't no power in that, And nowhere in Scripture, nowhere in Scripture are we taught to join the church. Jesus said ye must be born again. And that means born of the water and of the Spirit. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And see, once you get filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, everything else has to go. Sin has to go. Sickness has to go. Disease has to go. Those bad habits of yours got to clear out. Glory be to God. The devil has to get out. You evict the devil. When the Holy Ghost comes in, he kicks the devil out. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All satanic forces that have been militating against you has to go. They must cease. All fear has to go. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is that resurrection power. You see, we need this resurrection power. It shakes away death and, and breathes life into us. We need the fire, church. That is what's missing. We need the fire. Glory be to God. We need the resurrection power, fire, which will purify our hearts, our mind, our, and our bodies. Fire will burn up anything. You remember? Glory be to God. You remember Daniel, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they would not bow to Nebuchadnezzar, and they were thrown in the fiery furnace. And the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar's men heated up the furnace seven times hotter, glory be to God. And it amazed me that they burnt up by the same fire that they heated up. Hallelujah. And so uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown into the fiery furnace. And the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar looked in the furnace, and he saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were not burning their hair or their clothes. Nothing burned. But he looked, and he said, wait a minute. Didn't we throw in three? I see a fourth man, and he looks like the son of man. Glory be to God. You see, when Jesus get in the fire with you, you won't burn, glory be to God. You might walk through trials and tribulations. You might walk through valleys. You might walk through storms. You might go through tests. But if Jesus is on board, hallelujah, you won't be overtaken. You won't be overcome. Why? Because the Bible says we overcame, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of our testimony. We have to stand in these last and evil days, and that's why we need the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost in order to stand. Fire will burn up anything. It will burn up those nasty attitudes and those old sinful ways. The resurrection power of the Holy Ghost will burn up that lust demon. Now, you go in these churches today, you better be careful. Because the spirit of lust is up in these churches. And I'm telling you, it's in the men and it's in the women. The women are wearing very, very provocative clothing, revealing clothing, clothing that you shouldn't even wear. You you shouldn't wear them clothes nowhere. I used to be a whore. I used to be a prostitute, and I didn't wear those kind of clothes. So uh, uh, we see that this demon of lust, and when these women, that seductress, comes in the church, she's on assignment. My God, she's on assignment. She comes in, hallelujah, to bring down the men of God, those that are not prayed up, those that are not fasted up, those that are not worded up, and those that are not fired up, glory be to God, those that are not filled up with this resurrection power. She's bringing them down. She's causing them to become adulterers. And, to, and fornicated by sinning with her. Glory be to God. But when you fill with the Holy Ghost, it don't matter what she wear. Glory be to God. You'll be able. Job made a covenant with his eyes. He said that I will not look at a woman and lust after her. He made a covenant with his eyes, and you can make a covenant with your eyes. Glory be to God. You see, I read in the word, hallelujah, I read in God's word that he is able to keep that which I commit unto him. If I commit my flesh unto the Lord, he'll keep it. Glory be to God. I'm so glad that I learned that a long time ago. Hallelujah. And when I was going through trying times, I committed my flesh unto the Lord, and he kept me. He kept me by his mighty power, by the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost. You see, this lust demon is in the men. They lust him. They are lusted. These men are lusted. And it's all the way from the pulpit to the outhouse. There's a a demon of lust in the house of God. So you better be careful about which church you go in because you can go in there straight and come out with a lust demon. That's why you got to be careful about who you let lay hands on you because there is such a thing as the transference of spirits. They can be full of lust. Lay hands on you Now all of a sudden You went in there with one problem And come out with a demon of lust Because it's a spirit of lust is in the land And, 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 And most people Act like they're ignorant To Satan's devices But we know that these things are here The Bible tells us If you read in your Bible The Bible tells us about these things So that's why we need this Resurrection power we need it because it is the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. That's why Jesus said, after you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, after that the Holy Ghost has come, you shall have power. So you'll have power before the Holy Ghost has come. You only have it after that the Holy Ghost has come. And I remember the day, I remember the day that I was filled with the Holy Ghost and had the evidence of speaking in tongues. I remember what a transformation came over me. I I went from being a weak, a crying and wimpy Christian to all of a sudden I had power to resist the devil. I had power to say no to the devil. I had power, and I began to recognize the devil. That's another thing. You'll begin to recognize the devil when you see him. You'll begin to know, oh, that's you, Satan. I know that's you, and you better get out of here. In Jesus' name, glory be to God. But when you don't have no power, you fall for the same trick all the time. I often tell this story. You know, uh, uh, a lot of times people uh, come to me for deliverance, And um, so I often tell this story. It's a five-chapter story. I'm going to share it with you very quickly. Chapter one, I go down the street and fall into the hole. Chapter two, I go down the street, and somebody pushed me into the hole. Chapter three, I go down the street, and I slide into the hole. Chapter four, I go down the street, and I slip and trip and fall into the hole. Chapter five, I don't go down that street anymore. Why? Because I got a revelation. I got a a revelation about this street and this hole. I realized that no matter what happens, every time I go down this street, I end up in the hole. So I just decided I'm going down a different street. And so I share this story with people in deliverance because people want to be delivered. There are some that do do want to be delivered and they go through a deliverance uh, 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 process. And then the next thing you know, they go back down the same street and they end up in the same hole. Now, they tell me that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing twice, expecting a different result. So I said all that to say that if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot do anything, anything in the kingdom of God. You need the power of this Holy Ghost. You need this resurrection power in order to be able to do work, for the Lord, to be effective. You have to uh, 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 have the Holy Ghost so that you can recognize the devil. You'll know him when you see him. We cannot be ignorant of Satan's devices because to be honest with you, Satan don't have no new tricks. Satan is using the same old tricks on the same old people. And we keep falling in the same old hole and the same old trap. And it's time. It's time for us to mount up with wings as eagles It's time for us to to walk in the resurrection power that Jesus gave to the church. You know, he sent the Holy Ghost, and he promised it. He said, carry ye at Jerusalem uh, until I send the comforter. And then the Bible says, on the day of Pentecost, glory be to God, they were gathered in the upper room, and there came a sound from heaven, as the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house. And the whole mount quaked greatly. Glory be to God. You know, when the children of Israel, when they saw this, the Bible said they were terrified. They were terrified. The mountain was on fire. There was smoke, and the glory of the Lord had come down. The mountain was trembling like an earthquake, and the people of God were terrified because they knew that this God, hallelujah, was not like the gods of other lands. God had power. This God, hallelujah, was to be reverenced. He was not to be trifled with. Uh, I I was talking to the Lord today. I said, Lord, that seemed to be the problem. The people are not afraid of you. I said, but God, uh, uh, they're not afraid of you because they don't know you. Uh, Like Jesus prayed on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You see, if people knew God, they would fear God. They would reverence God. But people don't know who God is because nobody's really teaching them who God is. Hallelujah. They know about God, but they don't know God. Hallelujah. And then in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 1, it talks about the fire, the fire that will purify us and ignite us. God makes his ministers to be flames of, of fire. Psalm 104 Verse 4. We need the fire of God to consume us. Hebrews talks about our God is a consuming fire. We need this fire. We need it to consume us, to engulf us, and to envelop us. Oh, yes, we need the fire. We need the resurrection fire of the Holy Ghost. It's the resurrection power, and it comes with fire. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. And without it, we cannot do anything. You know, on last week I was in revival. I preached a revival last week um, in uh, a town called uh, Liberty. And, uh, boy, I tell you, it was a revival. It was a show sure enough revival. And then I began to think on it. Uh, uh, that was just a pocket, so to speak. That was just a, a, a little deposit from God that fell upon us. And it contains fire. But I tell you, I said, Lord, I said, um, the reason that we have not had a national revival is because there is no more preaching against sin. And uh, the lack of preaching uh, on salvation. You see, today we have these itching ear uh, messages on prosperity and money coming. Uh, Your breakthrough is on the way and it's your season. And no mention of Jesus Christ, and uh, uh, a total misuse of the word. I, I saw on uh, yesterday uh, this this made uh, the internet, where uh, a certain prophetess I won't call her name, a certain prophetess. Everybody know who I'm talking about is having a prayer conference, fifteen hundred dollars. And so you know the world, they don't um, they don't serve our God. They don't. They don't serve our God, but they sure took an occasion to uh, use the scripture against her and to mock her and, and, and really uh, took a stab at the church saying, I thought Jesus paid it out. And um, I went on to read the article, and it said that uh, she had initially uh, set up this conference to be uh, 1999, that's 1000 999 dollars and 99 cents but then she decided to reduce it uh to one thousand five hundred dollars and uh, uh 99 and, and 99 cents and i said i said lord i said wow that's bringing reproach upon the name of the lord we 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 you know people you can't handle ministry as a business. This is not a business. It's ministry. And this is why there's no revival. This is why there's no resurrection power. This is why there's no fire. This is why, because we have caused people to divert their attention from Jesus Christ, uh, the holy and spotless Lamb of God, to, uh, uh, what's in it for me? Money, 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 money coming. Money is on the way. Uh, it's your season. It's your breakthrough. It's all. Uh, in other words, we have diverted the people's attention from Jesus to us, and, and this is not of God. This is not of God. Nowhere in the Scripture did He tell us to preach on money. Nowhere, and to prophesy about money. And you can't find not one instance in the Scripture. That's for those of you who read your Bibles. You cannot find one instance in the scripture where Jesus, uh, where God ever sent a prophet to anyone to tell them, oh, you're gonna get some money. Nowhere in scripture. The prophet was always sent to warn and correct. When uh, Samuel went down to Jesse's house, the Bible said the men at the gate, when they saw him coming, they trembled in the gate and they said, comest thou peaceably. They wanted to know, are you coming with good news or are you coming with bad news? Because they knew that Samuel was a true prophet of God, and whatever he said, it was what God was saying. So they wanted to know, are you coming to bless or are you coming to curse? And Samuel said, I'm coming peaceably. You see, God had sent Samuel down to Jesse's house to uh, anoint the next king. And Jesse went and got all of his good looking sons, all of the tall ones with the big physiques all of them that were big and had nice bodies. He went and got all of them. And and, and 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 Samuel looked them over one by one. And Samuel said, Surely, uh, one of these is the Lord's anointed and God said, Not so. That's why you gotta have the Holy Ghost. That's why you need resurrection power, because He was looking at the outward appearance, but God looked at the heart. God said, not so. The Spirit spoke to him and said, not so. So each one that passed by, he said, not so. This is not the one. This is not the one. So Samuel, being a man of God, knowing that God sent him there to anoint the next king, he said, do you have any more? Because he knew, it's got to be one of your sons because God wouldn't have sent me here. He said, yeah, I got, I got one more. He's a little shepherd. He, he's just out there. He, he's just out there tending to the sheep and, and all of that. And he's, he's a little young strapless. And he said, fetch him. He sent for him, and when he came in, the Bible said, the Holy Ghost said, this is he, anoint him. And Samuel anointed him. See, we've got to have the Holy Ghost so that we can be led By the Spirit, because the Scriptures say, they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Without the Spirit of God, you're not a son of God. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Somebody, hallelujah, give God some praise. We need this resurrection power of the Holy Ghost. We need to be able to hear. We need to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, and when you don't have the Holy Ghost, when you don't have this resurrection power, you can't hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Glory be to God. And so that's the reason that there has been no national revival in the last 20 to 40 years. The last national revival that we saw in this country was a Azusa Street Revival, and that was when a black man, uh, Seymour... uh Johnson I mean Seymour Williams William Seymour I'm sorry William Seymour a one-eyed black man put his head in a box uh out there on a street on a platform because he didn't want the people to see him and he began to pray glory be to God and as he continued praying the power of God the fire fell Hallelujah, and it was an unquenchable fire. It was a fire. Glory be to God that man did not start, and it was a fire that man could not subdue. Hallelujah. You know, I studied a little bit about fire. I studied, Hallelujah, how fire. You know that we've been having these wildfires out in California, and so we wonder, uh, you know, how do uh, firemen control these wildfires. Glory be to God. Well, I'm going to give you a biblical example. You know how I told you that uh, when Nebuchadnezzar threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, he looked in and he said, I, I see the fourth man. Did not we throw in three? But I see four, and the fourth man looketh like the Son of Man. So I learned that when there is a major fire, a large fire, and they can't put it out with water, that firemen will start a second fire around the first fire, and it's called a control fire. You see, when Nebuchadnezzar, ha! When Nebuchadnezzar looked in the fiery furnace, he saw the second fire, glory be to God, which was the Son of God. And the Son of God was the controlled fire, so the first fire did not harm Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. As a matter of fact, when Nebuchadnezzar called them out of the fiery furnace, the Bible said that their clothes were not even sins. Not the hair on their head had been sins, and their clothes didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. Why? Because the second fire controlled the first fire, and the second fire was the Son of Man. You see, we need the fire. We need the fire of the Holy Ghost. We need this resurrection power so that we can do what God has called us to do. We have a divine destiny. Each of us have one, but we can't do it without the fire of the Holy Ghost. A church without fire is a useless church. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And you know, the Lord spoke to me when this pandemic broke out. The Lord said to me that many of the churches, he said, I am shutting down. He told me this on April the 13th, 2020. He said, I am shutting down many of the churches and they will never reopen. Why? He said, because they have idols and false Fire on the altar, glory be to God. I wrote it down because I heard it explicitly. He talked to me about the false fire on the altar. What is false fire? I'm so glad you asked. It's the same fire that Nadab and Abihu tried to offer unto the Lord. Glory be to God now i i I want you to hear me uh Nadab and Abihu they put false fire on the altar and um they put it in the censors and when they did this the bible says that the uh the um the um the fire came out and burnt them up. Let's go to Leviticus chapter ten. Hallelujah. I'm gonna show you something. That's why you gotta have the, the Holy Ghost. You gotta have the real deal. You you can't be playing saying you got the Holy Ghost. You got to have the Holy Ghost and fire, because that's what Jesus promised. He promised to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. So I want to read this to you from Leviticus chapter 10. It says, and Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them, his censer, and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, this is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me before all the people, and I will be glorified and Aaron held his peace. You see, these two young men uh, 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 took it upon themselves. Sometimes we can have a good idea, but it's not a God idea. And these two young men took it upon themselves. They were the sons of Aaron, took it upon themselves to offer strange fire unto the Lord. Uh, The censers were uh, fairly flat pans in which burning coals were carried. Now, the strange fire, uh, was either coals that were not taken from the altar as required, or they were offering it at the wrong time, um, which prohibits strange incense. Apparently, no one except the high priest himself should place incense On a sensor of coals and present it to God. Hallelujah! It was strange fire which he commanded them not. They certainly knew that it was in violation of God's word. God's words: I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. Set the theme. Hallelujah! For this particular of uh, 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 section of scripture. You see, you can't offer up to God what you don't have. Now, there are so many people that are offering strange fire, I tell you the truth. And God is the same yesterday, today, uh, and forever. It's a wonder a, a, a whole bunch of people have not fallen dead. But, you know, God is a merciful God. But what I'm saying is, is that people are trying to do deliverance service not filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, 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 Apostle was telling me about it tonight, uh, about this great nothing. And uh, there are others trying to lay hands on people, ain't got no power, ain't got no Holy Ghost, no resurrection power of the Holy Ghost. And there are people that are sitting in these churches, and they don't even know the difference. They don't know. Hey, I ain't, ain't no power up in here. You know, if, if if I went into someone's house and they were sitting in the dark, I would want to know. Hey, why why we sitting in the dark? And uh, you know, they got power, but they ain't flipped the switch. But then again, you got some that's staying in dark houses, and uh, they don't have no power. They they staying in this house illegally. Uh, they are squatters, and so this is what's happening in the scripture. Uh, 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 not in the scripture, but in our churches today, we got squatters. We got people in the house of God that don't have no fire, don't have no power, and uh, they're trying to offer to God strange fire on the altar. I-, I tell you, that's a fearful thing because Nagab and Abihu, they were the sons of Aaron, but they were not high priests. So they knew better. They knew better, and they still did it, and it cost them their lives. And so Aaron, he was grieved. He lost two sons in one moment. But guess what? He knew that God was absolutely right in judging them because they had been taught. They had been taught. Aaron had trained up his sons, and this is why the Lord said that uh, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. Now, um, we got a lot of that going on. We got a lot of uncleanness in the house of God. People trying to preach with sin in their life. People trying to uh, um, uh, work the altar. Well, they really ain't making no altar calls no more. People trying to lay hands on the sick. You don't even really see that anymore. I think people are too uh, afraid. They don't even believe in the laying on of hands no more. But a a, a lot of ministries are doing things that they are not uh, called to do and not qualified to do. Y'all remember the seven sons of Sceva in the book of Acts. And um, they saw Paul cast out uh, unclean spirit. And so these seven sons of Sceva tried to do the same thing. And the demon spoke and said, Paul, we know. Jesus we know, but who are you? And the Bible says they put them out of their clothes. Now, these men knew that they did not have this resurrection power that I'm preaching on tonight. They knew they didn't have it, but yet they tried to operate in it, and they tried to uh, use a copycat spirit. And, you know, there are some people tell you, fake it till you make it. But you can't fake this. You cannot fake this. You must have the real deal because Satan himself knows if you are full of the Holy Ghost. And if you are not full of the Holy Ghost, you you don't need to be trying to walk in a place of authority over demons because you have no authority over them. You have no power to bind and loose. You have no power to cast out unclean spirits. You have no power to lay hands on the sick. And, and, and they recover You have no power This is why the church Needs the resurrection power Of the Holy Ghost It is what God intended For the church to have And to be able to uh, Allow the Holy Ghost To flow through us And move in mighty And miraculous ways But when where there is no Holy Ghost power There ceases to be any life. There ceases to be any life. Just a dead church. And um, again, I will say to you that dead are to be in the cemetery. So I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I feel like I have explained this um, in great detail. And I hope that you understand um, what this verse is saying again. He says, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, you shall receive power. So you won't have no power without the Holy Ghost. And you will be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to have power. Until then, you have no power. And so I just want to say to you, as I close, we need this resurrection power. You need it, I need it, and the church needs it. In order for the church to fulfill its mission and mandate to God, we need the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost. And Paul said it best. He said that I might know him power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable until his death, if by any means. I might attain until the resurrection of the dead. You, the church, needs the power of the resurrection. We need this resurrection power. We won't be able to do anything without it. And um, so I pray that you have been blessed on tonight. May God bless you. I won't be available for questions. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor saying goodnight and signing out. And um, may God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.